It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby, Michael Papp is here with you. Good morning, brother. Good morning, Zach. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use promo code 10OFF, 10OFF this week, uh, to uh, get $10 off your order to Mama G's, Kabuki Steakhouse, or Pokemon in Opelika. You can also use promo code Zach20 for your first delivery free. It'll be perfect for all the new families coming into town to make sure everybody's uh, moved in and and settled. I know a lot of people are, uh, a lot of extra folks are in town this weekend, or this week rather, just to, I don't know, kind of a nice change of pace with kind of how things have been. And also, I'm sure a lot of people that are listening out of town are jealous about the, the Mama G's, because I know a lot of Auburn folks that move off, um, they miss Mama G's dearly. So 10 off for, um, $10 off your order, Mama G's Kabuki Steakhouse or Pokemon in Opelika or Zach 20 for your first delivery free. That's, of course, at FetchMeDelivery.com or the free Fetch Me app. Michael, a lot to get to today as far as the, the Big Ten and the Pac-12. They have called it. Um, you know, How does it affect the SEC regardless of who plays? You know, What's going to f- happen with uh, the NFL scouting combine down the road? And we've also got a few listener texts that we'll get to if we have time. But first things first, uh, not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, but just uh, I think it's worth noting, Oscar Chapman, the Australian punter, Aaron Sippos 2.0, if you will, he will be uh, he will be arriving in Auburn this weekend. Um, he'll be in the air about 19 hours, according uh, to an article from Keith Niebuhr. So I think that's fun. That's so long. That's so, such a long flight. That's how excited he is about Auburn, I guess. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, 21-year-old pro kick standout. Um, I, I think he's going to be Auburn's starter. Um, that's actually not true. I think Marshall's going to be a starter, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. That'll be interesting to see. Interesting competition um, as uh, we watch that over the next few weeks. All right. Uh, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, they called it. Uh, the writing was kind of on the wall. You and I were a little optimistic about it. But it's fun now seeing teams trying to get out of those conferences, at least temporarily for this year, to get into the SEC or the Big, uh, the Big 12. They are, uh, they are expected to go forward and play football this year as well. I'm, uh, I'm excited to see kind of what the next few days looks like as far as you know all of these coaches that are fighting for their players. Frost at Nebraska has been the most vocal about, like, all right, we're practicing today. We don't care. We're going to find a way to play football this year. And I think long-term, this is going to affect recruiting a ton. But, uh, but also, uh, just as far as this year goes, I think it's going to be really fun to see which teams try to get out the most. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't seen more players already like I'm entering the portal. Mm-hmm. It's just so late in the offseason. That, that's, that's my guess as to why. I also feel like I saw somewhere that the guys aren't going to get waivers. But then I was like, "How? This is like the biggest hardship. Your football season got canceled." Well, you're, if your last name's not Tagovailoa, you know it's extremely difficult. Or, or Fields. I mean, the fact that Gatewood hasn't been cleared yet and Tagovailoa has is the most ridiculous thing in the world. By the way. Yeah, I, I don't know. The whole the waiver thing is a whole different conversation. My, f- the underrated favorite part of this for me 
is that the Pac-12 had to wait for the Big Ten to call it because Larry Scott, the commissioner of the Pac-12, cannot make a decision about anything. Uh, yeah. That guy is an idiot. Yes. Yeah. It's been kind of refreshing to see all these, uh, these grown men that are in power be just as insecure as the rest of us. It's kind of yeah. nice. It's kind of nice to see. Can we be honest about that for a second? It's like, okay, mm-hmm. nobody really has their credentials to do anything <laughs> unless you're a doctor and you go through med school. That's about it. <laughs> but even then, I mean, you know, the the big oh, that was the other great part last night after these two conferences call it the Big 12 meets and then it's like, yeah, no, we're good. We're playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to follow in the foot of the uh, the Great Sun Belt Conference. Yeah, it's just even the the doctors and lawyers all have different recommendations and and whatever, mm-hmm. right? They all have different opinions, and it's just like I don't know. The SEC's like, yeah, I did see last night that the Big Ten said that uh, if Nebraska is going to be a part of the Big Ten conference, they cannot go play for another conference this season. Yeah, good luck with that. What are they going to so, do? Like, what are they going to do? They're going to kick Nebraska out. Nebraska will be like, all right, we'll just go back to the Big 12. Right. What four teams would you like to see the SEC add temporarily for this year? Um, assuming it's temporarily, they may just kick Nebraska out. Nebraska may find something else. But uh, if you had to pick which four teams would be on SEC team schedules this year, who would you kind of lean toward uh, wanting to see? I would love to see Oregon back on everybody's uh, schedule. People were kind of tweeting at um, Barstool's Oregon account saying, like, hey, we wouldn't mind going uh, for a three-peat. And, of course, that got a lot of Ducks fans mad. But I'd love to see uh, round three. Let's do it. Yeah, I don't know. The uh, I'd like it if I, – I feel like I'd like it more if it was schools that were closer. Yeah. Just from a logistical standpoint for me. All right, so which ones are close enough for that to matter? I don't know. Because is there a difference between, like, a, a – a four-hour flight and a six-hour flight? Does that matter? I mean, n- no. That's not, like, immediately I'm thinking, like, I well, I wish we were talking about Big 12 or, or ACC teams, you know. That would be a lot easier. Uh, and, and I think a lot more realistic. Yeah. It, it, as, mu- as cool as it would, as cool as it would be to have Ohio State or, or Nebraska or... You know, whomever these Big Ten schools are or Pac-12 schools, they're just, they're very far away. (laughs) Well, I would imagine if they did, like, quote-unquote, join the SEC, if a lot of them did it, I bet they would still, like, all play each other. Like, if Ohio State and Michigan both joined the SEC for a year, and I'm using air quotes here, I'm sure, like, they would still play each other. It would just be under the veil of the SEC, not the Big Ten. You know, and especially if, like, Nebraska joined or... I know I said Oregon earlier, but I mean, if you just name any Big Ten team and they played each other, I, I imagine they would still try to keep it that way. I think there's a reason that the SEC hasn't released its schedule yet, despite missing several uh, guidelines deadlines. So, you know, I would love for Ohio State and Michigan to temporarily play in the SEC for a year, just so we can say it's the it's not even the best rivalry in their conference. Ooh. What? 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 <laughs> So they would only play each other? That's it? I don't know, dude. That's just a guess. That's just a guess. I don't know. (laughs) Nobody knows how this is going to work. I'm just throwing out ideas that other people aren't saying. That's all. Um, 
I, I think mean, the, the, the most realistic might be the Indiana schools, since isn't Indiana like spitting distance from Kentucky? Uh, maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, state-wise, obviously, yeah, but I don't know as far as like colleges. But that may make sense. That may make sense. But you know, do they join? Do they try to go to the ACC? You know what I mean? I, I mean, I'm pretty confident that those three conferences will play: the Big Twelve, the SEC, and the ACC. May not finish. You know, it, it, you know, it may hit the fan. You know, three weeks into it, and you got to call it. But as far as trying, I, I'm very confident that those three schools are gonna are gonna do it. So, I hope that those three conferences start the season and all the announcers are either a like how the heck are they playing football right now or b look at the ineptitude of the other two conferences that these three are playing and they're not oh i mean this whole thing's polarized it's going to be one way or the other for sure there's no question um all right i want to talk about some of the comments that sec commissioner greg sankey said uh, yesterday, we'll touch on that in just a moment. Right here on Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get zero percent APR for 84 months, or up to thirty-three hundred dollars off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, he uh, he responded to the Big Ten and the Pac-12 calling it yesterday. He said, quote, I look forward to learning more about the factors that led the Big Ten and the Pac-12 leadership to take these actions today. I remain comfortable with the thorough and deliberate approach that the SEC and our 14 members are taking to support a healthy environment for our student-athletes. We will continue to further refine our policies and protocols for a safe return to sports as we monitor developments around COVID-19 and a continued effort to support, educate, and care for our student-athletes every day. I think that is a very uh, straightforward statement but once again as far as commissioners go i think sankey has been the best and it's not close throughout all of this yeah uh i i'm a little mad at you to be honest zach why uh in in our outline you put sec commish greg snakey right and i don't think he deserves that um yeah no that's fair that's fair i Uh, love that you point out my typos with this internal document publicly i love that I don't think he deserves it. He's been great. I think he's done a great job as SEC commissioner, you know, for a while. Do you like how it is the quote, uh, the quotation indentation right there? I do it actually. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I thought I thought you would the, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I even put it in italics there for you. So, um, Saturday down south, they put out an article. Um, the headline is: Would we be okay with a season in which the only prize was an SEC championship? Absolutely. And I don't know. Uh, I sent this to you. I don't know if you had the chance to read it yet. But um, I think uh, I think it would be huge for the SEC, like recruiting wise, if the SEC was the only team to play. I don't think they will be the only team to play. I want to put that out there. But if they were, um, I think that would be absolutely incredible. But I think a very real thing that happens throughout all of this is the Big Twelve, the SEC, and the ACC they all play, and then the NCAA is like, "Well, we're not going to give you a playoff if you do this." And all three conferences are like, "Okay." Who cares? Whatever. 
So I do think that that is a very realistic chance that the SEC championship, the Big 12 championship, and the ACC championship will be the highest that the, uh, the teams could possibly go. I think that's a reality we got to get ready for. Well, there's a chance that, you know, the SEC is like, the SEC and ACC will get together and be like, our two conference champions are going to play each other in Atlanta or somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, the NCAA clearly has no, like... Teeth? Anything. I don't know. I mean, you talk about the Pac-12 not wanting to make a decision. Holy cow. Yeah, so... (laughs) It, uh, How funny would it be, though, if the SEC, they put their champion up against uh, the ACC's champion, and then they're like, hey, Big 12, we'll uh, we'll send our number two team to Dallas to take on your champion. <laughs> How funny yeah, would that be? be? <laughs> I mean, that, that would be funny. The other thing is, like, I don't... It, I would absolutely love to get to the end of the season... And we get triple national champions. Well, we've already seen uh, with UCF that we can have multiple. You know, mm-hmm. should Sunbelt so, should the Sunbelt champ claim the, a national championship as well? Because I think they should. I if, mean, if they're undefeated, they absolutely are. If there's uh, if there's any year where the Sunbelt could claim a natty, it's this year. Welcome to absolutely, 2020, boys yeah. and girls. Oh, definitely. I hope it's Troy. That would be a well. That's a. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if we need this. I don't know if we need Troy to be a more recent national champion than Auburn. Well, it'd be awesome, if, like especially if like, Alabama didn't win the SEC, and uh, Troy could be, you know, the champion of um, of the state. I'd be fine. That punting, would be cool. I'd, I'd be fine punting that for a year. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, yeah. yeah, because you know that like the SEC team is gonna do it. Clemson is gonna go undefeated, and they're gonna do it they should do it if they don't absolutely yeah and then it's like you know if you're the big 12 team you uh, unless you've got like four losses but even if you do i, I feel like you still just be like yeah more like prove us wrong also <laughs> honestly i'd be fine if we just if clemson goes undefeated i'd be fine if all the conferences just decided to give it to clemson because it's their quarterback, it's the reason that this has any positive momentum whatsoever. So, with the tweets from Trevor Lawrence a few nights ago, that's really what catapulted this whole thing. So, heck, give it to them if they go undefeated, I don't care. That's fine. Just give us football. Just give us football. All right, I want to talk about an interesting tweet that we saw yesterday, Michael, uh, in just a moment, right here on Locked on Auburn. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So regardless of who plays this year, we think it's going to be three conferences. This year's NFL scouting combine is going to be the most important ever. I think that's interesting. Um, there's going to be less tape for a lot of important guys, especially if Ohio State and Michigan, the you know these bigger schools that recruit really well, will lump Oregon in there as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be less tape. Saw an interesting tweet from Brad Kelly. He does some things for CoverOne.net. We've had a few of their guys on the show, Christian Page, Russell Brown, but he tweets uh, the following, hypothetical. 
2010 college football season gets canceled due to a pandemic. Cam Newton enters the NFL draft anyway. Where does he get drafted? Yeah, you sent me this yesterday, Zach, and immediately I was like, he doesn't. It is fascinating. That is a fascinating kind of question to ask. Because even after he did everything he possibly could in one season, there were still people like Mike Mayock that were like, no, Blaine Gabbert is better. Blaine Gabbert is better than Cam Newton. And I just remember watching that. I was a senior in high school. I'm like, what are y'all looking at? What in the world are y'all looking at? How do you not take Cam first overall? Unfortunately, the Panthers were smart enough to do it. But, yeah, I just think that is a wild question um, that, um, that, that Kelly put out there. I think that's super interesting. Yeah, you're totally right. Now, you can even just look at, like, Noah Igbenogany last year. Yeah. Like, he played his way into being a first-rounder. And I know a lot of that is due to his, you know, athleticism and upside, but still, like, he showed enough on the field also to get into that first round. Right. There were guys, there are guys every year. How about uh, Joe Burrow last year? That's a great one. That's a great there, one. G- going into the season, he was a fourth, fifth round pick. Um, all right. Yeah. No, I just think that's interesting. And it's going to affect a lot of uh, Auburn guys as well. I mean, KJ Britt's got to put it on tape. Seth Williams mm-hmm. has to put it on tape. But I think the SEC is going to play, so it's fine. Uh, we got a few listener texts. We'd love to hear from you. 205-502-4285. Uh, this first one, the, these go back a little bit. So uh, if we'll, we'll reference what they're talking about if we need to. Another interesting thing, this is from Jamie. Another interesting thing I saw today on 247, we have two punters on the team this year listed as wearing number 41. I suppose they wouldn't put two punters on the field at the same time, but it will be funny if one number 41 punter gets credit for both their combined stats. Aiden Marshall... And Crimmins Hankinson, who deserves its own discussion aside from this. Wait, we have a guy named Crimmins Hankinson? That's incredible. <laughs> Jamie put it in all caps, too. <laughs> Shout out, Jamie. This guy's name does deserve its own. Crimmins Hankinson. I don't believe it. How did we not notice that? <laughs> He's a punter? I guess. I Dude, guess so. I just... Crimmins Hankinson. I feel like that guy would Crimmins close line Hankinson. someone on the football fin. Can we just change the name of the show to Locked On Crimmins Hankinson? I'm pulling nah, up the dude. roster right now. You know we're locked on Sawyer Paid. Like, That's let's fine. not get carried away with these other guys. That's fine. Uh, yeah. No, Crimmins Hankinson is now 42, according to this. Oh, okay. But he, he looks like a Crimmins Hankinson, though. Amazing. Six foot 198. A beautiful specimen of a man from Augusta, Georgia. Yeah. Way to go, Crimmins. That's incredible. Just let him, let, let him punt the ball. Uh, yeah. Jamie says another text. Um, Josh Marsh, linebacker that hasn't been talked about much, but has much more PT than Brown and Brothers. And then he sent a few days ago in response to one of our conversation points. He said, just to point out, I texted y'all this way before Duke Scoops tweeted his Josh Marsh praise. Just saying. So I wanted to give you credit, Jamie. You did send that. I somehow missed it. I apologize. But, um, yeah, I'm excited about Josh Marsh. We kind of talked about him earlier in the in the week, Michael, but wanted to mention that. 205-502-4285. Uh, Ricky from Atlanta sent us a text yesterday in response to our start bench cut segment that we did yesterday. 
Um, we talked about the wide receivers and which who all was in the Duke one. Was it was it Darius Slayton, Seth Williams, Duke Williams? It was those three, right? I believe so. He said Duke is in the league still. No idea how you cut him. And that is from Ricky from Atlanta. Well, all three of those guys are either in the league or about to be in the league. You know, I, I, how do you cut Seth? Um, and I think Darius Slayton was. I mean, Darius Slayton was a better receiver than Duke was last year. So last year, yes, you are correct. But as far as but overall, like yeah, maybe so, maybe so. At Auburn, though, I mean, you just had more years of Slayton than Duke, but is that fair to Duke? I don't know. I mean, we kind of put the caveat in there. It's like if he just doesn't get in trouble off the field, I mean, you said he's one of the productive, most productive Auburn receivers in the last 20 years. Yeah. But that's a big caveat, I, I, right? It's a huge caveat. Uh, I, I think he's figured his stuff out, but yeah. I mean, that changed his whole life, right? That one decision? Right. Yeah. Well, and, and I think there were other things going on there as well, but that definitely was the the final point. I, I remember when that broke, though. I mean, that was a big deal. Auburn fans were distraught, and I was kind of in the same boat. I mean, I loved Duke Williams, and I loved the way that they used him, this big-bodied receiver that they put in the slot. And it was kind of different seeing that because normally that's kind of what you saw the year prior. You saw him do that with C.J. Uzama. And now, like, Malzahn was using him in the middle of the field as a true receiver, you know, the quote-unquote big slot that, you know, we love to talk about in Malzahn's offense. And Duke was really the kind of the guy to do that, really the only guy to do that that wasn't kind of part tight end as well. Um, We may see that this year now with Shedrick Jackson, but we'll see. We'll see. They also ran a lot of slants to Duke, and I think that's why Auburn fans love him so. He was really good. Uh, it was yeah. pretty shocking that was like, yeah, I mean, you don't often see uh, you don't often see teams cut starting wide receivers or starters just in general, just cut them. Right. So, yeah, some obviously probably a little more going on, but either way, you got to uh, wonder yes. if he would have left after the 2014 season where he would have been drafted. Yeah, you got you got to I mean, you got to ask that question. Totally agree. He was so excited to play with Jeremy Johnson. And it's just, all the whole team was. The whole team was so excited to see what Jeremy Johnson was going to be able to do. And that is just one of the biggest curiosities in Auburn football history. But Michael Pappas, where can people find you, good sir? Follow me on Twitter, at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackaby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. On Instagram at Auburn Podcast. And we're also on TikTok. We'll be back tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.